Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Friday. Uh, the sun is shining here, so I hope it is shining there. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today's episode brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me tonight to get in on the action. So today we are doing a little bit of uh, preparation for this weekend's chat with Erica Ayala of Locked On Kraken. So I'm going to be looking at the Blue Jackets roster and picking uh, my own personal protected list um, and then taking a look at what I think the Blue Jackets will do with this same protected list. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll get right into it. We'll look at the, the forwards first, which is the most difficult uh, part because I had a quick look earlier. And honestly, of this, we have seven spaces to protect, uh, and in theory, there are ten forwards that that we could protect. Um, so we'll we'll start with an easy one: Cam Atkinson. Modified no trade hasn't been asked to waive it. Cam Atkinson is definitely going to be one of the protected spots. He's our highest paid forward. He's one of our best players. Um, longest serving Blue Jacket. It it feels very much like a. Um, like a no-brainer to say that Cam Atkinson is going to be protected. Same thing with Oliver Bjorkstrand. Another easy, easy pick. He was our leading scorer this season. He was our leading scorer last season. Um, it makes no sense that we would leave him unprotected. Um, and those two are really the only kind of, in my opinion, they're the only 100% gimmies. Um, and then if we kind of move on a little bit to guys that probably that probably will be protected. Um, we've got guys like Patrick Laine, um, who could probably go in that first kind of definitely going to be protected spot. Uh, he doesn't currently have a contract. Uh, he is an RFA, so it's... If he gets a contract before then, if he doesn't, we'll... Uh, We'll see, but we have to. If we have an RFA rights, we have to protect them anyway. Is my understanding. So, Patrick Lyon is probably going to be that third spot. Um, then we've got Boone Jenner, so UFA after this season. Uh, he has not really been the the game changer that I think people expected him to be after he had that one really good season but he's still you know a big part of blue jackets uh he's on a pretty affordable deal right now i wouldn't be surprised if he kind of signs the same ish uh, amount for a longer term extension um he's only 28 you know i think and he's a big part of the the blue jackets core plays center plays wing um the blue jackets are not going to let him go uh so there's there's four protected players um Fifth player is Jack Roslovic. Um, I can't imagine after we just picked him up, uh, signed him to a, a, a short deal uh, after the season he had. Uh, again, I can't imagine Blue Jackets leaving him open to uh, get taken by the Kraken. Um, I think he's a big part of the future. Whether he deserves to be there uh, or whether it was just kind of like a one-off 
season is kind of remains to be seen, but I can't imagine a world where the Blue Jackets do not protect Jack Roslovic. Uh, so, so that's the the five kind of easier ones, I think. And then of the two spaces left, it gets a little bit harder um, because we've got Max Domi, we've got Eric Robinson, we've got Emil Bemstrom, uh, we've got Alexander Texier and potentially Kevin Stanland as well. Uh, and those are all kind of guys that I think are probably on the on the bubble. Um, for me, personally, I wouldn't protect Domi. Um, I think his cap hit is too much for Seattle to want to pick up. Uh, and frankly, I wouldn't care if we lost him for nothing because he wasn't very good. This season, I don't think he's a very good player in general. Um, he is not the same 70-point player that he was a few seasons ago, and I don't know why that is. Um, I don't think Seattle will take him if we expose him, but I also don't think we'll expose him, um, which, I mean, I, I don't I don't make the rules, um, but that's, that's neither here nor there. So I guess Max Domi is probably going to be the sixth spot. So we have one spot left for Kevin Stenland, Eric Robinson, Emil Bemstrom, and Alexander Texier. Bemstrom, I feel like we could probably leave exposed. He only scored three goals this season, uh, and they were all in the same game. Um, my pick for those four players, I think, would probably end up being Texier. I think he is the one that has the highest um, likelihood of being taken. Um, I think he's still got some developing to do, but I think he, again, is going to be a big part of this Blue Jacket future. He can play centre for us, which is something we desperately need at the minute. Um and as much as I like Stenland or Robinson, I think Texier's ceiling is higher. Um, so that kind of leaves us. That's that's our kind of seven forwards, as I would, uh, as I would say. Um, and it's yeah, we're in a pretty good place. We're in a much better place than we were kind of last last expansion draft. I think because last expansion draft we had a bunch of no trade or no-move clauses that we kind of had to work with. We had Felino, Dubinsky, and I feel like Scott Hartnell was on a no-move as well. So there was three of our forwards kind of taken up already. We're in a much better place this year, um, and we also don't have as many good players, frankly. So it uh, it gets a little bit easier uh, in, terms of, in terms of forwards. Um, in a minute, I will... Uh, Move on to defenseman, which is slightly easier, but is also kind of a little bit up in the air, um, because we don't know what one of our defensemen is is doing right now. So uh, we'll take a look at that in just a minute. So the thing about the defenseman is it could very well change in the next 20 minutes. It could change in the next 24 hours. It could not change at all. At the minute, it was kind of generally accepted. Okay. Our three protected defensemen are going to be Jones, Wierenski, and Gavrikov. And that was kind of, okay, easy. Um, if we end up moving Seth Jones before the expansion draft, obviously we then don't have to protect him. We can use that slot to protect another defenseman. But that does open up options on forward to, um, to who we have to protect. So it... It's tough. So I guess looking at it right now, obviously, Jones, Wierenski, Gavrikov are the easy, easy gimmies for protecting uh, defensemen. Um, 
if we end up moving Seth Jones, I could see us protecting Dean Kukan. Um, because he's probably our fourth best defenseman at the minute. Obviously losing Savard has kind of gutted the defence. And also we don't have Nudavara and Murray to worry about, which again, last last expansion draft, we had a lot of quite good defensemen that we uh, we didn't want to... We didn't want to lose, so which is partially why uh, we ended up paying a first-round pick to have them take William Carlson instead of uh, literally anyone else. So um, that's uh, yeah. The the defense, like I say, the defense is is pretty is pretty easy unless, of course, it all changes. Um, I can't see it changing that fast. Um, but I would expect Jones to be traded by the draft. So it's it's again it's kind of it's kind of up in the air. And again, if we end up trading Jones for for example Kirby Dak as uh, as is the the current the current rumor, um, which is very very funny to me considering we just had that conversation with uh, Jack Bushman of Locked On Hawks where he was like Kirby Dak is one of our untouchables. Uh, it would be it would be. Uh, Good for the defense, but it would also make it a little bit harder on forward because then we would have to use a slot to protect Kirby Dark, and that would likely leave uh, someone like Alexander Texier exposed for for the taking. So it's who knows. It might be a case of we don't want to move Seth Jones until after the draft because then we don't want to expose Texier, and we risk losing uh, Dean Kukan. But I mean, this is and this is something we're going to talk about with Erica is. We have, you know, maybe three or four players that um, Seattle could conceivably take right now. One of them being Dean Kukan. If we end up protecting him, great. If we don't, then I think he's probably the player that uh, that's that's gonna go. So that's that's kind of where I'm at in a minute uh, at the minute. And the yeah, the other the other one, of course, is uh, goaltending. So uh, again, pretty. It's a pretty easy one. Um, it was, you know, understood that Matisse Kivlenix was going to be our exposed goaltender for this uh, for this draft, which is uh, obviously not going to happen um, because Muslikins has not had uh, enough NHL time to be exposed. I believe is the is the reasoning. Uh, so he's exempt from the draft, uh, and then you know protecting Corpsalo is is a pretty easy one. Um, and so earlier today it was announced the Blue Jackets have signed uh, Cam Johnson to a one year two way contract with the Blue Jackets. Um, as I understand it, he will be their uh, exposed goalie. I highly doubt Seattle will take him, uh, and I also expect he will probably. Uh, Spend most of the season down in the minors, uh, unless you know there's injury or things like that. Um, or if we move one of Muslikins or Corpsalo before the season, which uh, again I think was probably way more likely before we got this awful uh, Kivlenix news. Um, so, so that's my my protected list. We'll just kind of run down that one more time. We've got Atkinson, Bjorkstrand, Jenner. Roslovic, Line, Texier, and uh, Robinson are my are my choices for protection. Um, uh, in defense, we've got Jones, Warensky, and Gavrikov. Again, pretty easy. 
uh, and then goaltenders obviously were protecting Corpusano, Muslikens is is exempt. So that's the uh, that's the protected list so far. Uh, um, in a minute, we'll uh, we'll look a little bit more at who. Uh, in a minute, we'll look again in a little bit more detail at the players that Seattle could take, would take. Um, just again to kind of prep for the conversation with Eric Ayala, which I will be bringing you part of that tomorrow and then part of that on Monday, probably. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar because it's back, it's better than ever. They've got new regular flavors. It's very exciting. They've got cherry barcia. They've got salted caramel. They've got cookies and cream. They've got German chocolate. If you don't know what Built Bar is, it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It tastes exactly like a candy bar. Uh, I had one for breakfast this morning. I had a coconut brownie chunk. It was very, very, very delicious. And also, Super good for me as well. They've got a, every single built bar has at least 18 grams of protein. The calories range from 130 to 180. There's only five grams of sugar, uh, five grams of net carbs. So good, so delicious. And here's the kicker: if you go to built.com, use promo code locked15, you will get 15% off your order. So once again, that is promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. It is delicious. It is nutritious and it is cheap. So go to built.com today. Once again, use that promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off delicious, delicious protein bars. So let's, uh, let's take a deep dive into Eric Robinson uh, as a as a player. Um, I really like Eric Robinson and I've talked, you know, on the podcast before about him. Uh, I think once his hands catch up to his feet, I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't think he's going to be a game changer, but uh, I think he could be, again, a very serviceable middle six forward for us. He is fast. He is not afraid to get involved. Um, I think his decision-making is a little bit questionable at, uh, at points, which is partially, I think, a Tortorella thing, um, which... I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm giving Tortorella too much, too much, um, too much credit for that. But uh, in terms of Eric Robinson, uh, he has been with the team for a few years now. Came from Princeton University, uh, so he's a college boy. Uh, he has been with the Blue Jackets since the 2017-2018 season, um, mostly with the Monsters. Up until kind of a couple of seasons ago, we played 50 games in 2019-20 with 12 points. Uh, and then last year, he had 56. He played all 56 games for us, which not a lot of players did. Uh, uh, ended up with 18 points, which, again, for a player that I think he doesn't get a ton of ice time. Um, I don't have his, his ice time stats in front of me. But for whatever reason, Tortorella was just one of the players that Tortorella did not like to play as often as he maybe should have done. Um... Then he played for Team USA in the offseason. He played all 10 games, uh, ended up with three assists, which is, you know, not nothing for uh, a guy like Robinson. Um, so, yeah, he's he's kind of near the top of my list for guys that we could lose to Seattle. Um, he's basically... Um, 
he's the forward that I would pick if if we had to if I was Seattle and I had to pick a forward it would be it would be Eric Robinson um and then we'll uh, kind of swiveling a little bit to the other option for uh Seattle to pick up we've got Dean Kukan on defense uh he only played 35 games this season he only had five points but again like it's tough to look at defensemen and be like well they only got so and so points because sometimes that's not what you want a defenseman to do um that being said Dean Kukan is a guy that I think can be uh maybe not a top pairing I think he could be a very serviceable second pairing defenseman especially on this Blue Jackets team um he's very kind of Wierenski like in his play, I don't think he's quite as offensively minded, but he kind of has that uh, transition rover style play that I think Wierenski has uh, has done really well with. Um, and I would be I would be sad to I would be sad to lose Dean Kukan. Um, he again he's not as young as I think a lot of people think he is. Um, He's been with the team since 2015-16. Uh, he's been with the Blue Jackets full-time for a couple of years now. Uh, his last stint in the minors was 2018-19. Um, again, he hasn't really put up a ton of points. Uh, he had five points last season, five points the season before that. Uh, and it's... Yeah, I, I like Kukan a lot. Um... A lot of the, the people that I've talked to like Kukan a lot. He's basically, I think, the uh, provided nothing changes with the protected list, like I talked about a little bit earlier. Dean Kukan, I think, is the generally accepted player that is going to going to go to Seattle, um, which is a shame because I like him a lot, and we don't have very many uh, half decent defensemen at the minute. So. If push came to shove, I think as much as I love Eric Robinson, I would probably try and nudge Seattle towards taking them, uh, taking him instead of Kukan, just because we have, I think we have more promising uh, forwards than we do defensemen at this point. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of it for today. Uh, like I said at the start, I'm going to be talking to Erica Ayala uh, sometime tonight. Uh, we'll bring part of that conversation to you tomorrow, part of it on Monday. We're going to be talking a little bit about the newest member of the Locked On Podcast Network, the Locked On Seattle Kraken. We're going to be talking expansion draft. We're going to be talking all kinds of things. So uh, make sure you make sure you tune in for that. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts. We are on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Odyssey. If you have a podcast app of choice, we are there, I promise. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, if you have any questions for Erica as the newest host of the Lockdown Seattle Kraken, then e- you can email them to me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>